glad you have chosen to join us for part two of Pastor Tim's message, The Power of a Short-Term Mission Trip, from Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 24. There is great power in going on a short-term mission trip, especially when you get to go with your church family. There are at least eight great benefits found in Luke 10, and any one is good enough reason to go. Here's Pastor Tim. your you could lose your serenity you could lose your mind in this part look if you will in verse number five he says but whatever house you enter first say peace to this house and if a son of peace is there your peace will rest on it and if not it will return to you so you go on this mission trip to this mission field And you might find that they are not immediately receptive. They may be standoffish. They may not, as you try to bring them this mission of peace, they may not receive your peace. It may be like Ezekiel. Remember God told him, Son of man, I want you to go and I want you to preach to the nation of Israel. But they're not going to listen to you. I want you to tell them, but they're not going to respond. Let me ask you this. If you knew that the place where you go, you would have the opportunity to preach the gospel, but yet you also knew that no one would respond favorably, would you still go? I asked this question while we were there. If no one gives their heart to Jesus this whole week, because to you, you know, you hear some people say, if just one person gives their heart to Jesus, it's worth it all. So if no person gives their heart to Jesus, is it not worth it? If no person gives their heart to Jesus, has the trip been a failure? Listen to me carefully. If you don't get anything else out of the message, please get this. If you go and if you preach the gospel to somebody, It is an absolute success. Success. It's not worth it just because one person has prayed to receive Christ. It is worth it because you have responded in obedience. Obedience is its own reward. God has mandated that you share the gospel with other people. He does not mandate that you save somebody because you can't. So don't allow the success rate to be because 52 people gave their hearts to Jesus. I mean, that is wonderful. But the success started when 52 people said that they would go. That's success. When you're obedient to the Lord, you leave the results up to Him. I mean, if you don't... (laughs) You're going to lose your serenity. You're going to lose your mind. You know? If every single day you just keep waiting for somebody to give their heart to Jesus and they don't. I had a friend who went to Japan, not on a short-term mission trip, but as a career missionary. He was there for four years before he ever saw his very first convert. And he said, boy, the people here are so hard. He said, they are are so wrapped up in materialism. He said, if I had not known that coming in, 
I don't know that I would have lasted. You just have to know, right? So Jesus gives them a heads up. He gives them a warning. Let me give you a fourth one. He says, he, he says here in verse number 7, really, you could lose your potential for gain. Now, there's some people who are going to go on mission because they think somehow that they're going to become wealthy. I don't know where they get that idea, but they do seem to get that idea. But Jesus said in verse number 7, he said, remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Not only is the laborer worthy of his wages, Paul said that that, he told Timothy that God's laborer is worthy of double honor. But payday is probably not going to come on a short-term mission trip. In fact, it's probably going to cost you. It doesn't cost nearly as much as, as what it would be if somebody just decided to go on their own because you've got a whole church behind you helping to pay some of those costs. But it still costs you. You have to have some skin in the game, right? And for some people, they have to use their vacation time to go. I remember we had a lady that was here one time that said uh, when given an opportunity to go um, on a couple of different trips, just said, I ain't giving two weeks of my vacation to them, you know? Would you give up vacation time? just to go. There's some people who did this week. I want you to know that I'm grateful. And they may not receive payday this week. They may not receive payday next week. They may not receive payday when the paychecks come out. But payday's coming, isn't it? And God's going to reward them for their obedience. Let me give you one more. (laughs) Kind of goes along with what he's saying there in verse number 7 and also verse number 8 when he says, whatever city you enter, they receive you, then eat such things as are set before you. You might lose your lunch. I mean, just, just literally lose your lunch, you know. Now, thankfully, we were gone this week to a place where, you know, Tommy, Carol, and Jim cooked for us where uh, some days they were able to provide lunches for us. Uh, We were able to go to restaurants to eat or different places. I'm telling you, I've been to those places where the, the missionary motto of, Lord, I'll get it down if you keep it down, that I ain't been able to keep, you know. I remember going on one mission trip. Boy, I don't think I ate. I don't think I ate a plate full of anything the whole week. And finally, we were able to, we, we found a McDonald's over there. I ordered, remember when McDonald's used to have extra large fries? I had two extra large fries, and I took a picture of them. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just don't get to eat the things that you want to, and it may cause problems somewhere along the way. There are obstacles. There really are. Jesus said, count the cost. And so count it, trust him, and then go. Let me give you another one. I think this is number five. A short-term mission trip has a galvanized objective. A short-term mission trip has a galvanized objective. So back in May, Daryl Cooper and another group from Columbus... Uh, went up there to work at Camp Hawkins, which is where we stayed last year. And they did construction work. When we went last week, our church did backyard Bible clubs. There were three other churches who went up there, and they partnered with churches, and they did vacation Bible schools. 
there was, uh, there was Schaumburg Church who did block parties. You know, in other words, we did all kinds of different things. But the objective was not a block party. The objective was not a backyard Bible club. The objective was not a vacation Bible school. The objective was not construction. Those are the tools. Those are the means. The objective is to share the gospel. That is galvanized. It is set in stone. I mean, the same objective that these 70 disciples had is the same objective that we had. Look at verse number 9. He says, I want you to heal the sick who are there and then say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. What's he saying? He's saying, I want you to go and preach the gospel to them. Yes, meet their physical needs. We're going to do that when we go. But more importantly, meet their spiritual needs. They need to know Jesus. They need to be able to say yes to him. So you go and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. If you would just reach out and touch it. Reach out and take it. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. That's our objective. It's always our objective. It's always been our objective. Which means this. You may look and say, well, if we're doing backyard Bible clubs, I'm not very good at that. Okay? What are you good at? I guarantee you, whatever it is that God has gifted you with, whatever talent, whatever skill, whatever spiritual gift, God can use it. He can. And be ready for this. He's going to move you out of your comfort zone, too, because it's not just going to be about your gift. It's going to be about the gospel, all right? Every mission trip needs to center on the gospel. That is our ultimate responsibility, and that objective is never, ever going to change. All right, let's keep going. Number six, you got eight. Number six, a short-term mission trip can show God's omnipotence. It can show God's omnipotence. These next few verses beginning in verse number 10, are words that, that Jesus will speak, or the words that Jesus gives them to speak, come with great authority. They come with God's authority. And God's going to give them authority to share this very same message with these people. And the message shows clearly our sense of urgency, our sense of desperation, that people genuinely are headed to hell unless they receive Christ and receive his forgiveness. Notice what Jesus says beginning in verse number 10. Whatever city you enter, if they do not receive you, you go out into its streets and say, the very dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. So listen, even if they're not receptive, you still preach the same message that you preached in verse number 9, right? Look, let's keep going. Verse number 12. But I say to you that it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, 
They would have repented a great while ago sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be thrust down into Hades. It shows God's omnipotence. Yes, He's able with His power to transform a life just like that. But He also has such omnipotence and such authority that He will carry out His judgment against those who deserve that. Number seven. A short-term mission trip can produce godly offspring. Can produce godly offspring. In other words, you may have some results. You may, you may have 52 people who come to faith in Christ. Who knows? You might get 104 next time, right? Who knows? Look at verse number 16. He who hears you hears me. In other words, you are simply the mouthpiece, and they respond to the message of God. You know, one of the neat things, and this was, I guess this was just more personal for me, um, Doina Ramirez, who comes in our, um, usually comes to our 1030 service, uh, her and her husband are from Guatemala, and she went with us on this trip. And so I took Doina with me while we had separated out and put kids with several of our adults, and uh, from time to time, you'd have some moms and some dads and some older brothers and some grandparents who would stay, and so Doina and I got to go and share the gospel with those adults. So I would talk, and she would translate, and I would do things, and she would translate it. And out of those 52, eight of those were adults, Catholic adults, who gave their hearts to Jesus at that particular time. Man, it was wonderful. Godly offspring, that's what we're going there for. On a short-term mission trip, you can have an investment in somebody else's salvation. Let me give you one more. A short-term mission trip, number eight, can have a glorious outcome. It can have a glorious outcome. Now, uh, these first seven really have, really have centered on the benefits that they receive, you know, that the recipients of your ministry get. When Jesus finishes this section, it's really the benefits that the goers receive. Let me show you a few of these. Number one in verse number 17 it says, then the 70 returned with joy. That's one, isn't it? You have joy. Just, you, you know, when, when you get back here and, uh, and you know, and, and, you, and you first get to start talking about what all you've done during the week, man, it's exciting, it's thrilling. You, you want to tell all of those stories because you're filled with joy. You receive joy when you go on a short-term mission trip. Look at the end of verse number 17. He says, they return with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. We're in spiritual warfare. Short-term mission trip is spiritual warfare. And your obedience ensures victory 
over spiritual warfare. Jesus said, as soon as you said yes to go, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Here's a third one. We just mentioned this one. Verse number 20, he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Don't just rejoice in the spiritual victories. He says, but that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven because people get saved, you know? It may even be that somebody in your own group gets saved. I didn't hear that particularly this time, but I did hear about one of our churches who had a family that's not a, not a part of their church who just decided to go with them. Now they've got a church home. You know, those are, those are good, good things that come about. Look, if you will, in verse number 21, at the beginning of that. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit. Do you know that going on a short-term mission trip makes Jesus happy? It does. Any matter of obedience to him makes him happy. But when he knows, I believe when he knows that you are going there to share the gospel with people, that people might be saved, you know, all heaven rejoices when one sinner repents and one of those is Jesus. All right, let me hurry because I got a few of these I want to give to you. I got three more I want to give to you. Some more benefits, some more glorious outcomes. In verse number 22, at the end of that verse, he says this, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows who the Son is but the Father and who the Father is but the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. And he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things which you see. Short-term mission trip allows you to know God better. You know, there's some who wanted to see it and just don't get to see it. But you do. You get to know God on a deeper level. You get to know God on a more intimate le- level. And, and, and here's what, in verse number 23, he says, you're blessed. You are just blessed by being able to go. All right, let me give you one more. The experience itself. The experience itself is a glorious outcome. Look look as he finishes in verse number 24. He says, I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. But you have. You know? You have. I think we're probably going to go back to Habersham next year. I'm hoping that we get to do more with that specific church. By the way, those, um, those mobile home communities are owned by a man by the name of Jeff Heron. Um, in this next year, guess what? He's building two more. <laughs> if we're going to do five backyard Bible clubs, I can't, we can't do that in a day. We gotta, we gotta have, we gotta double our team, you know. So get ready, we're gonna go. We're gonna G, O. Let's pray. Let me ask you, if you will, as you bow your head and pray, to just ask God, God, would you open an opportunity for me? Maybe, I mean, maybe it's Habersham, maybe it's not. 
Would you open an opportunity for me? Would you take care of everything in order that I might go? Would you dare to go ahead and say yes to Jesus right now? Just tell him yes. I'm willing to go. You make the opportunity, and I'll follow in obedience. Lord Jesus, I'm so grateful for what happened this week. But there are more weeks coming, and there are more people who need to hear. Here and there and everywhere. Help us to be obedient this week, to be your ambassadors, to be your disciples, to be your witnesses. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand with This year at Brit David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at britdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.